Um, as I mentioned, um, it's a special Sunday, and, and again, thank you, Dr. Dama, for uh, sharing that update with, with, with us on your ministry in Benin. And, um, and, and so when I realized there were going to be a lot of things happening in our, our service today, I realized that I probably do need to pre- preach a little bit shorter sermon than, than I normally do. So that was going to be my intent. That's going to be my intent today. Um, but, and, we, and we still need to pray for, uh, for Pastor Larry and Irene and for Eddie and Joan. Um, but I wanted to do that after I share a message from God's word because uh, the passage that I'm going to be preaching from today actually speaks directly into um, so many aspects of our worship service today, as you're going to see. And so the text that I'm going to be preaching on um, is from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 13, uh, verses 1 through 5. And if you'd like to follow along, uh, that's on page 781 in the Pew Bibles. Um, and my, my sermon title today is Sent to Proclaim the Word. Sent to Proclaim the Word. Um, we're going to be looking just briefly at a, a particular moment in the early church where a congregation sent out a couple of their members for a particular work that the Holy Spirit had called them to. Um, And as we see how the Lord worked in that particular situation, I pray that we will be encouraged as we are doing something similar today and what in in terms of what the the early church did there. And as we consider uh, how the Lord calls and sends us, um, each of us actually, to proclaim God's word to the people in our lives as well. So again, our our text is from Acts uh, chapter 13, verses 1 through 5. Hear God's word uh, to us today. In the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. For the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. The two of them, sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia and sailed from there to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. John was with them as their helper. Please just join me in prayer. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for. We've already heard of, of your work in, in, uh, in and through Dhamma and in Benin. And, um, and Lord, we just pray that you would open our, our hearts to your word to us today as we uh, think about how you're calling us uh, to, to send others to proclaim the word and also how you're calling uh, us to be sent uh, to proclaim the word as well. And so teach us now through your word um, as we study it together in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to look at, at um, just three things in our text today, uh, which are, were true for Paul, um, you know, Saul, his name is listed here, in the, but Saul and Paul, uh, we, we see both those names in the, in the book of Acts, um, and then Barnabas, um, which are also true of us today. And the first thing that we see in this passage is the act of being called and sent by the Holy Spirit, uh, being called and sent by the Holy Spirit. Two Sundays ago was Pentecost Sunday. Um, And I preached on um, Acts 2, where the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the disciples on the day of Pentecost. And we talked about how the Holy Spirit, as as the Holy Spirit came upon those believers, that that the Spirit empowered them for the mission that Jesus had given to them, to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth, to make disciples of all nations. And, And over the next several chapters in the book of Acts, after Acts 2, we see the Holy Spirit doing that, empowering and sending those disciples to begin 
bringing the, the, the gospel beyond just in Jerusalem. It starts there in Jerusalem, but it spreads out um, as the church is actually persecuted and scattered throughout the surrounding areas of Judea and Samaria. Um, and then some of them actually make their way up to the city of Antioch, um, the city of Antioch in Syria. And it is in Antioch that the gospel is not only preached to the Jewish community there in Antioch, but also they begin preaching the gospel to Greeks, to Greek-speaking Gentiles in Antioch. And they begin coming to faith in Jesus Christ. And so this church begins to form there in Antioch of both Jews and Gentiles. And so the leaders of the church in Jerusalem, they, they get wind of this, they hear about this, and, and they're kind of curious about what's happening there in Antioch. And so they send a man named Barnabas to go and kind of see what's happening in Antioch. Um, and as Barnabas arrives there and he, and he looks around at what's happening in Antioch, the, this is back in, in Acts chapter 11, that Barnabas sees evidence of God's grace in that church of both Jews and Gentiles, and he encourages them. And then he says, I need someone to help this, this ministry here. And so he goes and finds Saul um, and invites Saul to come and join him in this ministry in Antioch. Now, this is the same Saul who we find out in Acts 9 had been persecuting the church and been hunting Christians down. Um, but Jesus appeared to Saul on the road to Damascus and, and completely transformed Saul's life. Right? So he, he made this complete 180 from persecuting Christians to now proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. Um, and so Saul, or, or Paul, and Barnabas, they end up here in Antioch, and they, and they teach the word of God for a year in this, in this church in Antioch. And that brings us then to the passage that I just read from Acts 13. Because verse 2, uh, we have a verse 2 up here, um, tells us this. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the, the believers there in Antioch, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Who calls Barnabas and Saul? The Holy Spirit. God himself, God the Holy Spirit, calls Barnabas and Saul. And what does the, the Holy Spirit call them to do? Well, initially, he calls them to leave that church of Antioch, where they had been ministering for a year together, and to go somewhere else, where he was sending them. And so verse 4 then tells us, the two of them sent on their way by the Holy Spirit went down to Seleucia and sailed from there to Cyprus. Who is the primary actor in these verses? It is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who calls Saul and Barnabas, and it is the Holy Spirit who then sends them, sends them out to where he's calling them. Now, the text doesn't tell us exactly how the Holy Spirit did this. This is one of those passages where we wish we had more of the details, right, of exactly how this all functioned exactly. How did the Holy Spirit speak this word to the church in Antioch? All we know is that it, it tells us that it happened while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting together, right? Um, but this is descriptive, not prescriptive. Doesn't mean that every time we're worshiping and fasting that all of a sudden we can, we, it means that the Holy Spirit has to speak something, right? The Holy Spirit is free to speak as he chooses, right? God is free to do. We cannot control the Holy Spirit or his call or his sending, 
Um, and the question of how the Holy Spirit does call and send someone is a much bigger question than what I have time to get to, into this morning, especially um, when I'm trying to keep this message short. So, um, but I do know that in my own life, the sense of the Holy Spirit's call has often happened through a period of discernment, um, through much prayer, through much spending time in God's word, searching the scriptures, seeking God for what he's wanting to say through his word, seeking godly counsel from other believers, and asking the Lord to provide a sense of peace and confirmation, both internal but also external, um, as I have considered a door that, that has been opened to me. Last Sunday, Pastor Larry shared about the various places where the Holy Spirit has led him and Irene over these years. From all the way from Cameroon, Africa, to uh, Sydney, Montana, to Fort Collins, Colorado, and then here to Pasadena in 2014 when they were thinking about retiring. But no, no, no. God had other plans, right? He sent Larry and Irene here to Pasadena, to Emmanuel here. And then after enjoying a year and a half of retirement out in Laverne, guess what? The Holy Spirit called them again and is sending them now somewhere else to the Arizonian, an RV resort in Gold Canyon, Arizona. Is that right? Did I get the right? Yes, yes. The Lord is calling them. The Spirit is sending them. We just heard from, from Pastor Dama that, that uh, he followed God's call here to Pasadena in 2012 to study at Fuller Seminary and And little did he know when he came here to study at Fuller that he was going to become a part of this congregation, Emmanuel Lutheran Church here, over these last 10 years. Um, And throughout his studies here, as, as he shared, the Holy Spirit was calling him back to his home country, calling him to Benin to preach the gospel there in his home country. Back in, in 2012, when, when Pastor Dama was coming here to Pasadena, guess what? My wife, Rochelle, and I, we were being called by the Holy Spirit to Brooklyn, New York, where he was calling us to serve a congregation there. And then at the end of 2021, he called us here to Pasadena to take the baton from Pastor Larry and to join in the work of what God has been doing in this congregation since 1938, as he has called pastors and people here into this congregation and then also called them out and sent them out from this congregation over these almost 85 years. But does, the God, does God only, does the Holy Spirit only call and send pastors and missionaries? No. As we saw in, in Acts 1.8, Jesus said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That call was to the disciples there. But guess what? It wasn't just that group of disciples in Jerusalem who sent the word to the ends of the earth. It was through those who they shared the gospel with and and the people that they shared the gospel with. And and here we are 2000 years later, and we are also called to be Christ's witnesses as well. As he said in, in Matthew 28, 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, uh, baptizing and teaching. As he saw, we, we saw this in John 20, 21, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, I am sending you. I'm sending you. And so every believer is called by the Holy Spirit to be one of Christ's witnesses. And every believer is sent by the Holy Spirit 
to make disciples. And guess what? Wherever you are, that is where the Holy Spirit has called and sent you to be his witnesses, to be his people who are making disciples in your family, in your neighborhood, among the people whom he has placed you. Until you move somewhere else, God has called and sent you to be exactly where you are. As Paul later says in Acts 17, uh, 26, we'll sit, throw that slide up. To the people of Athens, he says, From one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should live. He determined the places where we are living. He, he's in control over all of it. And so God has sent you exactly where you need to be. He has you exactly where he wants you until he moves you somewhere else. Now, the next thing we see in our text is that when Paul and Barnabas are called and sent by the Holy Spirit, then they are also blessed and sent by the church. Go the next slide there. Bless how they are blessed and sent by the church. When the church in Antioch is told by the Holy Spirit to set apart Saul and Barnabas for the specific work, which will involve them leaving Antioch, how does the church respond? Verse 3 tells us, So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. I can imagine that must have been difficult for the church in Antioch. Paul and Barnabas were key leaders in that church. They had spent a year teaching and discipling the believers in this young church. And now God was calling them to leave and to go elsewhere. But the church in Antioch didn't complain. They didn't try to convince Paul and Barnabas to stay and say, no, 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 we don't want you to go. But no, they placed their hands on them as a sign of blessing. And they prayed for them. And then they sent them off. The church in Antioch were the physical embodiment of the Holy Spirit's calling and sending as they blessed them and sent them out. I have to admit that when Pastor Larry first shared with me and Eddie about the possibility of him and Irene moving to Arizona, I didn't like it. I was a little disappointed, to be honest. <laughs> Pastor Larry had just come onto the elder board uh, to serve along with me and Eddie, and, and it was our second meeting together, the three of us, and, and then he shared that news with us. And, and it was hard, because here's the truth. I have been so blessed by the way that Pastor Larry and Irene have encouraged me and affirmed me and shown love and support to me and to Rochelle and to our kids. You know, coming into a church where the previous pastor is still attending that church can be a little bit, it could be rocky potentially, but it wasn't here. Um, I, I, I have felt nothing but support and love and encouragement and affirmation by both Pastor Larry and Irene. And I have been so thankful for the ways that they have also, even in this year and a half as I've been here, that they have stepped up to lead in different ways, in different ways, right, during this period of time as they've been retired. And, and as they've expressed, they've enjoyed being able to be a part of this congregation um, and being able to rest in certain ways, right? 
And so I am going to miss you. I'm going to miss you, both of you, deeply. And I know that all of you here, all of us, are going to feel the same way, if not even more. For you have spent a lot more time with Pastor Larry and Irene even than I have. And they have shepherded this congregation through a, a period of time that has had challenges and struggles in different ways. And God has used them and called them here to be that shepherd, to lead this congregation through that period of time. And I know that they are also feeling that same sense of loss and sadness about leaving because I know how deeply they love this congregation. And I'm sure that Paul and Barnabas felt that same way about the church in Antioch. Even as the Lord called them to leave, they loved that group of people where God had called them for that period of time. And I'm sure the church in Antioch felt the same way about Paul and Barnabas. But when the Holy Spirit called them to release Paul and Barnabas to a new work, how did the church respond? They blessed them. They laid their hands on them. And then they sent them. And that's what we're going to do in just a minute for Pastor Larry and Irene. We are going to lay our hands on them and bless them and send them as the Lord has called them. But the third and final thing I want to just highlight from this passage is that when they were called and sent by the Holy Spirit and then blessed and sent by the church, then what were they sent to do? They were sent to proclaim the word of God where they were sent. There's a specific reason why the Holy Spirit called and sent Paul and Barnabas on their journey. There's a specific reason why the church of Antioch blessed them and sent them as well. It was so that Paul and Barnabas would proclaim the word of God to people who needed to hear it. Because they would have loved proclaiming the word in Aaron Antioch, but guess what? God had other plans. He said, I need these two to proclaim the word in these places over here. And I'm calling them specifically because I want them to be the ones who are going to bring that word here. And so verse 5 of our text says, When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. That is why they were sent, to proclaim the word of God. They started in the Jewish synagogues, which is where Paul always started when he went to a particular city. He would start by proclaiming the word to God's people there, to the people of Israel in, in, in those synagogues. But then, we, as we see throughout the book of Acts, he also proclaimed the word beyond the synagogues to, to the Gentiles in those cities, oftentimes because he wasn't warmly welcomed in, in the synagogues in some of those cities. But regardless of the city, regardless of the location, the message was always the same, proclaiming the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so as we bless and send Pastor Larry and Irene to Arizona, we are sending them to do the same thing, to proclaim the word of God to the people in the Arizonian, to that community who need to hear the word of God proclaimed. Just as they have proclaimed the word of God here in Pasadena, to the ministry of Emmanuel, and they have proclaimed that word faithfully. You have been blessed by the ministry of Pastor Larry and Irene here in proclaiming the word of God to all of you, to all of us. And they have proclaimed the word to their neighbors in Laverne. 
over the last year and a half as he sent them there. And I know that they will proclaim God's word to the people who live in the Arizonian because that is the one thing that I have heard Pastor Larry talk about that excites him about this new opportunity is the chance to proclaim God's word to that, peop, that group there, to many people who haven't heard a clear proclamation of the gospel. And God is sending him to do that. He's sending Irene to do that in those relationships. And as I mentioned, we're also going to be blessing and sending Eddie and Joan Rigdon as they go to Tanzania for the month of July. And guess why they are being sent there? To proclaim the word of God to the people who God is sending them to, who they are going to be ministering to. I am also thankful that after the month of July, they're coming back here to help proclaim the word of God here in Pasadena, as God has called them here too. And we are also blessing and sending our beloved brother, Dama, to proclaim the word of God to the people of Benin too, especially to those there who have not heard a clear proclamation of the gospel or who have not yet believed into situations where it's very, there's risk involved, as he shared, in doing that. And we're going to miss Dama's presence here in Pasadena too and the fellowship we've had during the time that he's been here in Fuller. But we know that God has called him to his people in order to proclaim the word of God there. And guess what? Emmanuel Lutheran Church, you and I, we are called to proclaim the word of God as well, where we are sent. And as I said earlier, wherever we are, that is where God has sent us. And so God has has called us to proclaim God's word in our families, to our spouse, to our children, to grandchildren, to our parents, to siblings. He has sent us to proclaim God's word to our neighbors Although, as we do that, we also need to do some listening to our neighbors and and loving our neighbors and hearing how God is calling us to speak that word to them and the timing of, of how he's calling us to do that. But the good news is that he calls us to do that. He has given us exactly what we need. He has given us his word, which is living and active which has the power to produce faith in someone's heart and bring them from spiritual life to death. It's not our words that are able to do that, but it is God's word that can do that. And he has given it to us to proclaim. It is that same word that has done that in our lives. And we need to hear that word to us again and again. And as we hear it ourselves, receiving God's grace and forgiveness each day, we get to be the ones to send, to share that same good news with those around us in Benin, in Tanzania, in Arizona, and here in Pasadena. Amen.